Welcome to School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston, OASBO Executive Director. Each episode of this podcast is dedicated to discussing events and issues that affect the people who are in the business of supporting students. Now, let's take a few minutes to see what's going on in the school business world. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for this edition of School Biz Chat. I'm excited that we have Dr. Carrie Monsies with us today. Carrie is the Deputy Superintendent at DESE, but more importantly, he is a great colleague, friend, and advocate for school business officials, and we are delighted that he is in the position he's in with the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us, and because we have so many new people, would you mind to just take a minute and tell folks a little bit about your background? Because as you know, there are lots of new superintendents and lots of new business officials out there. Absolutely, Kim, great to be with you today. I'm a recovering superintendent. So my education path started as a high school math teacher, worked my way through the principalship, was an assistant superintendent in one district and CFO in Wentzville, and then ultimately superintendent of Raymore Peculiar School District up until two and a half years ago, in which time I transitioned to the department as deputy commissioner. So all of those different positions and jobs and job titles really give you a lot of insight and empathy into what our folks are dealing with today. So here's my question for you. If you were still sitting in a superintendent chair or a CFO chair in a district, what would you be paying attention to? And I really wanted those folks who are new in these positions to pay careful attention because I know how overwhelming the first semester has been. I know what the first year on a new job is like. So let's just take a breath for a minute and you say, if I were in your position, here's what I'd be paying attention to. Well, we're, we're to the end of the first semester and hopefully everybody's navigated it as well as you can. And I congratulate everybody for getting through these challenging times. You know, everything is a new challenge all the way through. It seems like we're, we're doing a lot of things we've always done, but there's a new spin on how to do them and how to respond to the environment we're in. But as we get to this end of the first semester and we look into the rest of the year, we're now to the time where those heavy budget planning periods need to be happening as far as forward planning and thinking about what we need to know and decide leading up to the adoption of a budget in June. So that's a, a long process that hopefully folks have started down the path on already. But I found for me that Christmas break period was always a great time to get some thought time into how you want to approach that and what you want to focus on in terms of decision making as you prepare your board and your staff and your community for some of those decisions that need to be made heading into the, the next year. I think that's excellent advice. And I know a lot of people have already started that process because as you know, in most places, it really is a year long process. You're constantly evaluating the budget, looking at it, and then making preparation for the future. So one of the questions I know you get all the time is around the SAT. Can you just explain that a little bit and the status and kind of what makes that such a hot topic for people all the time? Well, the SAT, of course, is the state adequacy target that really drives the calculation of state funding here in our state. That was put into statute in 2005, took effect in 2006-07 school year, and has a mechanism within it that every two years we go through a recalculation process. So a year ago in the summer, we recalculated for both this FY23 and FY24. And as everybody I think is familiar with, the amount 
amount of the SAT did not increase and has not increased now for a couple of recalculations. So it's gotten to a, what, what I would consider a static point, and quite frankly, it, it may be difficult for it to move off of that static point without some legislative intervention. So I know there are a lot of people interested in the future of that. I think we're getting more and more questions, even from legislators, about what what might or could or should be done related to that. So I would expect that to be a point of conversation with the legislature this year. And I know there are already some bills filed that would try to address that. So just as a follow-up to that, last week we had Mike Lodewegen, as you know, he's with MCSA. We also, um, prior to visiting with Mike, I visited with Elika Jost, who is the person for ASPO International, their legislative advocacy person. She also advocates with AASA. And I was just asking them what they're seeing, what they're hearing in terms of the legislature. And I know that that's not your role, but you are in Jeff City and you're very close to all of that. Anything that you're hearing in terms of hot topics other than the ones you've just mentioned for the upcoming session? Well, there are certainly always lots of proposed legislation surrounding education. So all of the same things that were present last year are likely to come back again for this year, not only from the budget perspective, but then for some of the hot button issues related to things like critical race theory and school choice issues. Things of those are always going to be there. The ultimate question then kind of becomes what gains momentum and what gets traction. And that's really something to kind of be watching as the, the legislative process moves forward in terms of bills that might be moving. And obviously, as a department, we're watching those too. We're getting regular fiscal note requests about how certain bills might impact the work we do here at the department and schools have that opportunity as well, certain bills. So, Carrie, when you were a superintendent and when you were a CFO, you were very in tune to what was going on in Jeff City and with the legislature. Would you mind to take just a minute to talk about that important part of a school administrator's role? I know a lot of our folks, like I said, are new and are still trying to kind of figure out what's going on. And we continually talk to them about the importance of knowing what's happening in Jeff City with the legislature and staying involved. Could you speak to that? Because you were one of our most involved members when it came to legislative advocacy and events and why that's so important. Well, Kim, I'll tell you that it started as more of a self-serving role of making sure I understood what was happening. And in particular, as it relates to the budget development process, it was part of how I gathered information and, and made my plans in terms of setting up a, a good budget for the coming year. So that was a primary motivation. But you quickly get involved in learning about all kinds of legislation once you're engaged in the advocacy side of things. And knowing what the state level policymakers and legislators are considering is important to, to understand for all kinds of planning purposes. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we end up with bills that pass that could impact education. And to the extent we can make as strong as we can, the, the better off we're going to be as far as implementation moving forward. We may not like everything that comes our way, but to the extent we can make them productive for our students and school districts, I think that's, that's what's important for us. Absolutely. And being able to explain some of that to school boards and to other people in the community, other administrators, you have to be able to know what's going on. And in order to do that, you've got to stay informed and engaged. So thank you for that insight. 
Before I let you go, anything from your department, I know you guys are really good about putting out email information and you're always sending out guidance on different aspects of school finance and operations, but is there anything right now that you say, if you didn't listen or if you didn't read this memo, I just want to underscore, these are some things that we're really working on you and your staff right now. Well, obviously we're trying to work our way through the, the best and most productive use of all the relief funds that are available to us right now. And we appreciate everybody's extra work that it takes to not only meet all the requirements of these funds, but plan and use them in an effective way. That work's gonna continue on. This is a much heavier lift than the last round of relief funds that we had back after the Great Recession, you know, 10, 12 years ago. A lot more involved, a lot more work for both the department and for school districts to keep track of everything and meet all the requirements. But we appreciate the ongoing work as it relates to all those relief funds. We do have a couple of relief funded projects that we are trying to marry with some state appropriations and some federal appropriations in the area of evidence-based reading, science of reading implementation, our Missouri Read Lead Exceed. We're using some of our federal relief dollars for that, along with some funds that were added to the budget for this fiscal year. So we have information on that that we just recently posted, summary level information. And after the first year, there'll be more guidance coming related to those reading program funds. And then second, Secondly, there are federal Title IV-A funds to support social-emotional learning. We are trying to leverage that with some of our remaining relief funds that we have at the state level to try to support social-emotional learning and mental health supports throughout school districts. After the first of the year, we'll have more information coming out on those opportunities. I know there's been a ton of grant opportunities for schools and charters across the state, and uh, all of them have uh, good intended purposes, but knowing that they create additional challenges to implement on the school perspective, we really want you to take a look at these next two rounds because we think they're really important. And hopefully by the end of that process, we will have all of our grant funds out and available, and it'll be really about execution moving forward. Okay, great. Thank you. Appreciate those reminders. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to this edition of School Biz Chat. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And be sure to share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. Thank you to Carrie for joining us today. And until the next time, take care and thanks for all you do to keep students at the heart of school business. See you soon. This has been School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston. New episodes are released on the second and fourth Fridays of each month. If you have topics you'd like to be covered in the future, send Kim an email at kcranston at moasbo.org.